Do you feel like you need God's encouragement and wisdom throughout the week to take hold of His promise to fly like an eagle? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Eagles on the Hill. Let's join our host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. All right, people, I am your host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. Thanks for joining us on this edition of the podcast. We want to encourage you to be searching for Eagles on the Hill on YouTube and hitting the subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner. You can also follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Encourage your friends to do so. Join us as we together follow Jesus and draw strength from him to fly like an eagle. Well, these are perilous times, and uh, we are now three weeks into this uh, war between Israel and Hamas. Uh, Three weeks ago, uh, October 7th, Hamas invaded Israel. And so we want to give a little update on this. I want to share with you some thoughts uh, about what's going on, some cautions about what might come in the future, and that sort of thing. There's a saying that those who do not know history are doomed to repeat it. And so we want to be people who know history because oftentimes we don't want to repeat some of the things that have happened in the past. And in this case, I have uh, some history to share with you and uh, a caution then that that history gives us about what we see going on in the Middle East right now. For history, for our history lesson, a couple of minutes, I want to take us back to the 16th century, a long time ago. Back in the 16th century, the 1500s, Martin Luther, 1517, October 31st, 1517, nailed the 95 Theses on the church door in Wittenberg, began the Reformation, as it's called. And uh, the Reformation was fueled by theology, but it was also fueled by finances. Luther became a hero among the peasants of Germany as he called for the money from Germany not to be sent down to Rome to build St. Peter's, but rather to stay in German hands. He became a hero among the peasants, and uh, that led, along with some other factors, to, in 1525, what's known as the Peasants' War. The peasants in Germany were living under just terrible conditions, and eventually, in 1525, uh, after a number of things that happened, they began to revolt against the princes, against the aristocracy, against the nobles of the German nation. And, um, well, it, I would say, could be argued that they had legitimate grievances. However, they took those grievances too far and began to destroy churches, began to just uh, pillage around Germany. And Luther then, in an effort to try to stop this, wrote a pamphlet entitled Against the Murderous Thieving Hordes of Peasants to try to get them to stop doing what they were doing. And the no- in that pamphlet encouraged, in fact urged, the nobles, the princes, to put down the peasant revolt. Well. The German nobles and aristocracy, the princes, took Luther not only at his word, but took him far beyond his word. And estimates are that they then swung into action and murdered 100,000 peasants in Germany. That was not war. That was not putting down a revolt. That was butchery. In fact, another historical note, which has nothing to do with our topic today, But uh, you might recall, if you know how uh, people came from Europe to North America and South America, it was people from Spain, explorers from uh, England, and settlers from England, explorers from France, but hardly anyone from Germany. Why was that? Well, because the economy of Germany completely tanked 
after the peasant revolt, when you kill 100,000 people, your economy suffers dramatically. And Germany was in no position to be part of the settling here that happened in North and South America. That's why. It's because of the peasants' revolt and the way the princes put down that revolt. It wasn't war. It was butchery. I look at the Middle East today, and I don't want history to repeat itself. What do I mean by that? Well, I see similar dangers there. It could be argued, I think rightly so, that the Palestinians have legitimate grievances. Their lives are incredibly difficult in the Gaza Strip and in the West Bank. Now, I think, as I look at their grievances over the last 70 years, that their grievances perhaps are against Israel and the Jews, but perhaps even more so against Hamas, against the Palestinian Authority, against the leadership within those two geographic areas. But nevertheless, the majority of Palestinians living in the Gaza and the West Bank live under very, very difficult conditions. However, you have groups like Hamas, like the Palestinian Authority and the West Bank, other keepers of the Palestinian ideology. They take things too far, as does Hezbollah in Lebanon and uh, other Arab countries. When they say the slogan, you may have heard this, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. From the river to the sea. That, if you don't know it, is a genocidal statement. It proposes a second Holocaust of even greater proportions than what happened in World War II, a total genocide of the Jewish people. It means that there'll be no more Jews living between the river and the sea, between the Jordan River and the Mediterranean Sea. That is approximately 10 million Jews exterminated. So when you see or hear people calling from the river to the sea, what they mean by that is that 10 million Jews should be exterminated. It is horrifying to see so many in the United States, and especially on college campuses and elsewhere, parroting that slogan, perhaps having no idea what it means they should know better. And if they know what it means, that's even more difficult. Well, beliefs have consequences. This belief that Palestine should be free from the river to the sea. And the result of those beliefs is what we saw on October the 7th as Hamas went into Israel and brutally murdered about 1,500 Jews. Actually, they it was indiscriminate. Arabs alike, foreigners alike. Like the peasants of Germany, Hamas went too far. Hamas went over the edge and committed atrocities on a grand scale. Israel responded with Hamas must go, kind of like the princes of Germany. And much of the world looked at those atrocities and they agreed Hamas must go. Israel has every right and even every duty to defend itself and defend her people. And we are wholeheartedly with Israel in this. Israel should not have to live. In fact, Israel cannot survive and allow those who want to exterminate Jews on their borders to have the means to do so. So Hamas must go. Well, that's a fine statement as far as it goes, but we don't want to be like the princes of 16th century Germany. The ideology that drives Hamas is embedded in the hearts of millions of Palestinians and indeed in millions of Arabs throughout the Arab world. For that ideology to go would take a butchery on a far greater scale than what happened in 16th century Germany. It would be my sense that Israel is making a big mistake and will pay a big price if it proceeds with this goal of attempting to do away with Hamas, because Hamas is not only an organization, it is a satanic ideology infecting the hearts of so many. 
if Israel continues down this road, it is going to be accused of butchery. And it may, like the 16th century nobles in Germany, put down a revolt, but it will destroy the society it's attempting to save. So we need to pray for wisdom for their leaders of Israel, for godly wisdom to be part of that process for them to learn from history. So then what's the solution? Well, certainly I believe that the leaders of Hamas must go. The leaders of Hamas going is one thing. Hamas going is a whole another story. I don't have a great solution to this as long as Satan has the hearts and minds of so many. Somehow, if Israel is not to wipe out all the Palestinians, and if the Palestinians are not to wipe out all the Jews, somehow they have got to exist side by side. And nothing short of a miracle is going to change the Palestinian cry from the river to the sea. We need to pray for that miracle. Jews, for all practical purposes, if they're going to continue living in Israel, which they are, are going to learn need to learn how to continue to live in a situation where their neighbors want them dead. It's been that way for a long, long time, and it has continued to be that way for the 70 years of the modern state of Israel's existence. I understand the situation this way. If the Palestinians were to lay down their arms today, there would be peace tomorrow. And aid would flow into the West Bank and the Gaza Strip from around the world, and the lives of the Palestinians would improve a hundredfold. On the other hand, if the Israelis were to lay down their arms today, there would be 10 million dead Jews tomorrow. That is the simple, horrifying truth. So we, as Christians, pray for world leaders to come together and set conditions whereby the Palestinians cannot get the weapons necessary to carry out their aims, and whereby some entity will provide a benevolent rule for Gaza and the West Bank, will allow for Palestinian society to flourish. Currently, no Arab ruler, no Arab country wants anything to do with the Palestinians. They just want to use them as pawns to keep their own people in check. It's an absolute shame. And the poor people there are tossed to and fro like sheep without a shepherd. They latch on to whatever crazy person or whatever crazy movement comes along and promises them liberation. That's what's happened with Hamas and the Gaza Strip. So we need to pray for wisdom for modern-day peasants, for the Palestinians living in the Gaza Strip and in the West Bank. Pray for wisdom for the people living in Israel. Pray for God's Prince of Peace to come in the hearts of both Jews and Palestinians. That's what we can say is pray. Well, that's what we got for you today on Eagles on the Hill. We want to encourage you to write us, email us, eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts on this topic or on ideas for other topics you'd like to see us cover on the podcast. We want to remember as we close that we uh, know and serve the Prince of Peace. He is the one who can bring the dead and has brought the dead back to life. He's the one who can work great miracles. We trust in him. We hope in the Lord. And we know that those who do hope in the Lord will fly on wings like eagles. We pray that for you today. Thanks for listening.